Welcome to the Mission Connect podcast, a podcast all about ordinary people doing extraordinary things to fulfill the great commission of Jesus. Our goal is to help you connect with God's mission for your life. So get ready to be inspired, challenged, and moved to fulfill your mission. And now here's your host, Finn White. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Mission Connect podcast. My name is Finu Aip and I hope that our time together today will inspire and encourage you to connect with God's mission for your life. Friends, my guest today is Pastor and Professor Tony Soldano. Dr. Soldano was the former National Vice President of Shoppers Drug Mart and currently he's the Dean of Leadership at Canada Christian College as well as the lead pastor at All People's Church in Brampton, Ontario, Canada. In today's episode, Dr. Soldano talks about how fear can paralyze you from fulfilling God's mission for your life. Friends, Dr. Soldano's story is so incredible because he's a professor today, he's the dean of leadership today, and yet when he started off in life, he was absolutely paralyzed and traumatized by fear to the extent that he couldn't sit in class when he was in school right from grade one for more than an hour and uh, just couldn't function in a school setting and in the education in the area of education. And yet today he's the one that's teaching others and speaking to others, empowering others to fulfill their mission in life. And so it's so exciting to talk to somebody that's faced the odds, that's gone through so much. And yet God's been able to turn their life around and cause them to fulfill their mission in life. Friends, sometimes when you're called by God, when you have a mission, uh, you can't just look at the things that you can do or can't do in the natural. Meaning sometimes, just like Dr. Soldano, and you, you'll hear a story today, uh, you may actually be called to overcome your fears, overcome uh, the areas of weaknesses in your life and excel in those very areas so that God can have the glory through your life. So I'm excited uh, for what uh, we talked about uh, in my conversation with Dr. But before we get there, I want to remind all of you that we just launched the Passion to Reach International School of Ministry. That's right. Uh, the, the School of Ministry's whole premise is that there's so many people that may not be called to vocational ministry, and yet they have a call from God to serve their pastor and serve their local church. And they're probably not going to go to a Bible college or a seminary because of finances and because of the lack of time. And yet, Yet they need to learn the Bible and have practical ministry training so they can do better in what they're called to do at their local church. So the School of Ministry, the Passion to Reach International School of Ministry, we're calling it PRISM for short, is a great opportunity for you to be able to learn God's Word in a systematic way and get ministry practical, I should say, ministry training for uh, your call uh, from God uh, in ministry at your local church and to support the vision of your pastor. So please check out the website, prism.study. That's P-R-I-S-M dot study for more information. You can always email us as well at prism at passiontoreach.com. With that, let's go to my conversation with Dr. Tony Soldano as he shares how God helped him connect with his mission for his life. And I want to welcome Dr. Pastor Reverend Tony Soldano to the Mission Connect podcast. 
Thank you, Evangelist Fanu. It's great to be with you and on your program today. Uh, Pastor Tony, it's obviously an honor for me to have you on the podcast. Uh, for those of you that are, li- that are listening, this is my pastor and my spiritual father and the person that uh, uh, I look up to and that gives me direction and uh, speaks into my life. And so uh, it is a privilege, uh, Pastor, to have you on this podcast today. And uh, I want to talk to you, not as Pastor Tony today, though. I want to talk to you as Dr. Tony. So maybe you you may want to switch hats a little bit, you know, uh, because, uh, you know, obviously God's doing great things uh, at All People's Church. Actually, why don't you talk just for a couple of minutes about All People's Church, the church that you're pastoring and that you're leading? No, for sure. And, and by the way, it's an absolute honor to uh, to lead you. I think you're just a, a tremendous young man doing great work in the body of Christ and in, in the kingdom and, and so proud of you. Absolutely. Even this podcast and your ministry and your growing family. God bless you. I think you're just a, an amazing young man doing a great work. Uh, All People's Church has been here. We just celebrated our our 50th uh, Jubilee anniversary. Wow. It's been here at the corner of uh, Finchgate and, and Highway 7 in Brampton mm. since 1968. It is truly all peoples. We have uh, over 30 nationalities that uh, worship here and live life together here and work out their faith together. And almost from the beginning, it truly has been a a multicultural church. It's not even something that we've tried to create or market. Mm. Honestly, the the name is a very prophetic name. And I think God has led uh, various backgrounds and ethnicities to us really from all over the world. And so it's uh, it's an incredible journey together as we we gather the nations of the world here on on a regular basis. Awesome. Yeah. Um, two services on Sundays, 9 a.m. and uh, 11.15. Uh, we've got Wednesday nights, small groups. Uh, we are growing. And so uh, just an exciting place uh, to do church. Uh, and the website, Pastor, is? Uh, allpeopleschurch.ca. That's where to find us. .ca. So check it out. So now let's move. Uh, now that, you know, I've satisfied your pastor side, you've talked about the <laughs> church. Let's, let's go over to Dr. Tony Soldano. You are the um, Dean of the Leadership Institute at Canada Christian College. And, um, and, you know, obviously, I've heard such great feedback on just people, students that have been in your classes and, and, uh, and the courses that you teach. And so today, we want to talk a little bit about your journey uh, to becoming Dr. Tony Soldano, to becoming this academic person that's teaching and equipping leaders uh, for tomorrow. And so uh, one of the things that I know from your story is you didn't start off as doctor or you didn't start off with, a, with maybe a, a trajectory that seemed like it was going to get you to where you are today. So that's really what we want to focus on today. Uh, But I usually start the podcast, Pastor Tony, with how did you come to faith in Jesus? Because we all have a starting point in Jesus. And, um, you know, it's at the cross. I mean, it doesn't matter how great you are, how influential you become eventually, we all start at the same place. What was that starting point for you? How did that happen? Well, that started at the age of 19 years old. My background, by the way, is... uh, Italian. My my parents are immigrants to this country, but I was born here in Canada. But unfortunately, you know, in wanting to find a, a greater life here in this uh, in this great country of ours, they they brought some baggage not not only literal baggage when they traveled here, but some spiritual baggage. And so, wow. 
my family got into some spiritual trouble back home. And so they, they went to, at that time, the Roman Catholic church, because that's what we were born into. And unfortunately they, they couldn't help my grandparents and other people that required real answers to spiritual problems. And then unfortunately, you know, through relationships and and connections, they got into the the wrong spiritualism and, and connected to some people that had power, but in a very negative way, Pastor Fanu, you know, they would pray to God. We just weren't sure which God they were, uh, they were, they were praying to. So I'm not talking about, you know, voodoo or anything like that, but certainly uh, when we talked though, you know, they would talk about blessing you, but in reality, we were really talking about uh, curses. They, you know, they work through the demonic, but, course they didn't they didn't market themselves as as that they they had power and so they were able to demonstrate it and and so it was kind of like it it's almost like a spiritual mafia because there was there was money involved there was some form of tithing if you will if we can use that that terminology here would you would pay people to bless you to protect you you know to keep wow. evil uh, away from you and so when you were born in my family you were born into uh, the Roman Catholic faith, and then this this spiritualism that was, by the way, you didn't advertise this, right? It was a secret thing, but the family the family knew. And so even though we lived in Canada, you know, these people uh, lived in, uh, in Italy and uh, every once in a while they were, they would travel here. They'd be like the, you know, they'd be like the Pope, the leader, like almost like a pastor, but in a negative perspective. And so my family got into all kinds of problems and all kinds of issues. And it was actually a, a marriage breakdown um, with one of my uncles that kind of brought everything uh, to a head. Like, and, and, you know, we were a very close-knit family. And so, you know, everybody was operating together. Everybody needed, everybody needed faith. Everybody needed right. God. But everybody needed an answer. But this particular scenario really kind of rallied the family. How do we, you know, how do we save this marriage? And how do we save... Uh, this family, they had two young kids. And, and, and out of that, really, we began to search for answers. And we recognized that this system that we were in with these spiritualists, you know, at, at some point you recognize, you know, this isn't working. This is like a racket. There's something is wrong here. You know, you, you keep giving money, but things keep going uh, off the rails. And so uh, we began to, we began to search. And then all of a sudden, uh, my, my uncle, not the one whose marriage was failing, he had an encounter. He, he, had a, he had a connection with someone that talked to him about Jesus, which was, for us, Pastor Fanu, that was bizarre because being Roman Catholic, right. you know, Jesus is always part of the equation. So, sure. But he talked about, as a matter of fact, he's gone on to be with the Lord now, but he talked about a Jesus that... We were like, who are you talking about? And, and what, are you, what are you saying? What, no one had ever talked about Jesus the way my uncle was now referring to him. Pastor Finu, in the first person, like, mm. like he had a relationship with him, like he knew him, like something, like he had met somebody, like, hey, I met somebody yesterday, you know? Right. And it was so bizarre. It was so uh, unnerving, to be honest with you. And I remember having, and I was very close with this uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember having a conversation with him and, you know, and I mean, my uncle was a, he was a gambler, a smoker. I mean, he was a, he was quote unquote, a good guy, but he was a good sinner. So right. I knew his life. And 
And, you know, it was a normal life because we were sinners. So we knew that this is normal. And all of a sudden, the way he was living and talking and and all referring back to this Jesus, this epiphany he had, Mm -hmm. this encounter with this Jesus, which, quote unquote, well, we've known Jesus all our lives. Who are you talking about? And it was absolutely fascinating uh, because I knew that he was being sincere and he was being genuine. Something had happened to him. Mm. And I remember that night, Pastor Fanu, uh, I, I still, even as I'm speaking to you, I can see where I am. I see the images in my mind of where we had the meetings. And I, I remember, uh, you know, going, going home that night, uh, kneeling down at my bed because, you know, we would, we would pray. We would say the Our Fathers and the Hail Marys, if you will. Yeah. And, but I remember saying that night, you know, to this Jesus, I, I said, okay, if the Jesus that my uncle is speaking about is real, if you are real, whoever you are, right. I need you to reveal yourself. I need to know who you are. You know, I need right. to know and understand who you are. And I remember nothing, you know, uh, interesting happened that particular night, but I remember waking up in the morning, Pastor Fanu, and all of a sudden, and I can't even put words to this, but I'm telling you, everything was different. My perspective was different. Wow. The, the fears, and I'm sure you want to go into this, but the, yeah. the fears and the things that I had been experiencing in my own mind, in my own heart, in my own life, all of a sudden, something had happened on the inside, and I had no idea what had occurred. I was still Catholic. We were still into the spiritualism. Uh, I could tell you about all the, you know, the idolatry that was, um, you know, the, the, the mother Mary statues and the crosses that were in my, in my room, the pornography that was hiding under my bed, all that stuff was still there, but something was different on, on the inside. But I didn't know at this point, something had literally happened to me but I had no idea what it was. I believe, Pastor Fanu, honestly, I believe I was born again that night, wow. supernaturally. I didn't understand. I didn't ask to be born again. Although my, I'll be honest, my, my uncle, the, the evening before, he, he had referred to yeah. being born again. He had referred to the Bible. Mm. But I didn't ask to be born again. I just asked, who are you? And basically, what did you do to my uncle? And if you're real and if you can do that, right. then I want to know who you are. And, and Pastor Neil, let me let me also say this, my brother. You know, we were, we were mandated to, uh, you know, to hide our Bibles, like to get rid of our Bibles. These spiritualists said to us, you know, the Bible's a dangerous book. If you read the Bible, you will go insane. You will go mad. And so we, you know, any Bibles that we had, we got rid of them because of fear. So that's how they controlled you. I think my mom had kept one Bible, honestly, in the house because it just didn't sit right with her. So, so let me explain this to to those that are listening. So we were in a, in a, in a faith that, you know, the, the Roman Catholic church, which basically they don't want you to read the Bible either. They want to explain the Bible. You come to church, you know, no one's at the level of the priest to understand the Bible. Mm -hmm. Therefore it's a, a very, uh, dependent system. You come to us, we teach you what it's about. They never encourage you to read the Bible. Now we're having these spiritualists who you who you trust, who are supposed to give you guidance, protection, who have power. Mm-hmm. And they're telling you, if you read the Bible, you're going to go mad and go insane. And so that was just never an equation. So we were completely away from, from the, from the truth. And so that's how I came, you know, to knowledge and faith in Christ. It actually probably should never have happened. 
Wow, that is an incredible story. And I'm thinking of, you know, when the Bible says, uh, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, you know, isn't that what it's all about? Is when you call on Jesus, uh, even in, you know, from a sense of unbelief that you're like, God, I don't even know if you're there, but if you are Jesus, then I need you to do something in my life. And uh, and that's what happened for you. And, and isn't also that what it's all about when it comes to our faith, that we can have a personal relationship, that we, yes, of course, the Bible is a complex book. And when you start to go to, you know, uh, Bible college or seminary, you realize there's a lot of history and archaeology and, you know, uh, things behind the text. But there's also, there's also that spiritual aspect of the text where the Spirit of God can speak to you from those verses, even if you don't know the Greek and the Hebrew, right? Even if you don't know all the historical facts behind what was written, God uses the words on that book to speak to your heart and to transform your life. And uh, that's the And Pastor Fanu, you know, even as we're talking about this, when I think about the roadblocks, so even in the Roman Catholic Church, and I'm not, you know, I'm not here to bash Roman Catholics. I'm just here to tell you this is the honest to God truth is they don't encourage you to go to Jesus, right? You go to, you go to Mary, you go to the saints. So even though the Bible says he is our intercessor, well, we had these many intercessors, you know, so right. saints, you know, were intercessors. Mary was, so, so you were never encouraged to go to Jesus. You certainly never went to the father. There was right. all these intercessors in your way. And now in, in my particular case, we had these spiritualists. So we had all these intercessors, quote unquote, hmm. that were apparently going to Jesus, which none of them were. And so somehow Jesus himself, the living word, because we didn't even have Bibles, if you will, broke through all that. Amen. But what, what what really was the the clincher was the the absolute stark change in my uncle. I mean, it was just yeah. Pastor New. It was undeniable. You, had, you it was either he was brainwashed, mm-hmm. or or truly something had happened to this man that when he said, I, "Here's who I met," it, it it was just a stark reality and a stark change. You know that you could not, you couldn't deny. You had to investigate. Amen. Well, that's what Jesus does, eh? He changes our lives and that's the greatest that's the greatest word that people can read is how God changes your life, you know. And and talking about that, uh let's talk about your life change. So you come to faith in Christ and God puts you on this trajectory of, you know, having influence, speaking to people, you speak to uh, hundreds of people every weekend uh, at church, but then also you're teaching and you're, you know, you're a professor and you're a dean at this, uh, at this Christian college. Uh, what changes had to happen in your life for you to get there? What was life like before? Uh, well- uh, you know, Pastor, I tell you that that title of doctor, even my mother still laughs at it, to be honest with you, uh, because, you know, she knows me better than anybody and, and right. you know, lived life with uh, with me and knew me. And it, her and my dad, my dad's gone on to be with the Lord as well. You know, he was born again and saved a great man. But if you have told me that a portion of my my ministry and my calling would be in the educational school system, uh, I, I would tell you that you had literally lost your mind because uh, I hated school, uh, school at, oh, by the way, at every level, starting right off at kindergarten was, was the Who place. Who doesn't like going to kindergarten? Come on now. Oh man, I, I can still, Pastor Fanu, I'll tell you, on the day, from the day my mother dropped me off right into the first year of high school, mm-hmm. school was always a place of uh, trauma and crisis it was a place of incredible fear and bondage and not even fear 
I can't even explain to you uh, the kind of fear that I would experience and feel, uh, you know, while I was there. When, when the Bible talks about fear being a paralyzer, right. I know what that means. When, I, when people talk about fear being illogical, like, and they would ask me, what are you afraid of? I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm afraid of, but I just knew even in grade nine, imagine that's a transitional year, right? You know, you're what you're, you're 14 years old. A lot of things are happening in life. Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. I could only last about an hour, an hour and a half. And then I couldn't take it. I couldn't, I couldn't take the fear. And every day uh, for an entire year, I would leave whatever class I was in. I'd go down to the office. I'd sit there for a while. And by the way, not only was I fearful, but this fear began to manifest in, I wasn't feeling well. So, wow. so I, I, not only would I have emotional issues, but then those emotional issues, which I couldn't understand, were manifesting themselves in, uh, in, physical, in physical issues. And I can't tell you the amount, of, the amount of tests I went through, the psychologists I went through, hmm. all of them looking for answers, you know, not, not being able to, to find anything. And of course, at some point, you know, you get labeled as you just don't want to go to school. You're just a lazy kid. You're, you know, you're just a troublemaker. And I, and I would see the torment that even my own parents were in because here they were uh, hardworking people. Uh, They were at work. I would have to call them because I'd have to get permission to go home. So they're not home. They're stressed out. You know, a lot of times I'd be in in tears and and then they're, they're being stressed out because their son is stressed out. I mean, even the whole family environment. So, you know, they continued oh, to let's get answers. You know, doctors can't help. Psychologists can't help. This is where the spiritualists really right. came in. Right. And they help our son get any kind of, any kind of peace. So, you know, there's a running joke that says, what? Well, not that says that the very first day my mother brought me to kindergarten, when she got home, I was at the front door. I had found my way back home <laughs> because I'm like, I am not, I'm not staying there. And even, you know, 53 years old, Pastor Fanu, yeah. I could tell you, the traumas, I could, I, I, you know, some images just never leave your life. Right. And so that was, you know, so that was the background. And so then you try to find, you try to find solace in, in all the wrong places, if you right. will. For sure. So that happened right throughout your, uh, your, up to your high school years. And then you come to Faith in Christ, which is around the same time. So later teens or so. 19. Um, 19. And um, what happened then? What, what changed? And, and I'm not suggesting that it had to change right away, but then what, what changed incrementally in your life uh, once you came to faith in Christ in the area of your education and, and progress and career and all of that? Well, you know, it's, it's very interesting. So the, you know, the latter years of my high school got a little bit better. I was able to attend school and then, but because of the time I had lost, it took me extra time Mm. to, to graduate high school. And so uh, then at that point, I remember when I, when I got saved, I came to faith in Christ. I was actually in a, uh, in a school uh, down by, by the lake shore that had to do with electronics. You know, I remember being uh, uh, the March, April timeframe and uh, I don't even know why I didn't know what to do with my life at that point. My brother, I just thought, well, let me just go into like electronics and repair electronics and that sort of thing. But, but here again, I, because that's not where I I needed to be. uh, I needed to, um, I needed to find a different course. I wasn't doing well. I just wasn't, I was kind of lost, you know, and I remember at this point now I'm in faith. I know God's in my life. Uh, Jesus is my savior. You begin to pray. And then all of a sudden I recognized I was in the, 
I was in the wrong place. And honestly, the Lord began to drop in my spirit that I needed to focus on on business. And, and to be honest, at that time, I thought I should go to Bible school. I thought that was wow. the most logical thing right. for me is to go to Bible school. I felt the hand of God on my life. And mm-hmm. even though I didn't have full clarity, I thought this is what I should be doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And honestly, uh, God said, no, you can't, I don't want you to go to Bible school. That's not the, the path that I want you to take. And it was a real battle between him and I at that point, right? because I felt, well, you've saved me, you've called me, you know, I have all these prophetic words over my life. Let's go to Bible school. And, and God said, no, here's, here's the path I want you to take. And so I began to go into, I began to go into business. And I remember going into business uh, and into business administration, Pastor Fenu. I didn't even have, because of the things I had suffered in high school, I didn't even have the, the proper credentials. And I remember this, you know, people may think this is crazy. I remember being in the administration line to register and the person making an announcement saying, if you do not have these courses, do not even bother, you know, coming into the line, don't waste our time. And so I didn't, I didn't have the courses. So I, I left the line and I'm telling you the spirit of God spoke to me and said, where are you going? And I wow. said, well, they just made an announcement. And here I have my, I have my transcripts in my hand. I don't qualify. And so the Lord said to me, you know, go back into the line. And so I was like, okay. So I went back into the line. I get into the line. I'm missing these courses. I mean, they're right there, Pastor Finu, the transcript. Yeah. You know? And all of a sudden, nobody says you're missing these courses. You can't, you know, you don't qualify. You can't register here. They just admit me. And I'm like, okay. And so I, I so I went, uh, I went through that uh, in in uh, in business administration. And then while I was doing that, I was working a, a, as a part timer at a major uh, pharmacy retailer, Shoppers Drug Mart, actually. And I was working in the Yorkdale location as a part time job. And while I'm going to school, I'm working there part time. And then all of a sudden, you know, they recognize potential in me. And they, they want to put me in their, they want to put me in their management trainee program. And so now all of a sudden, these two things are working together simultaneously and I get my education and then they put me in this management trainee program. And so I, I, I start off, I start off, you know, I I think Pastor Fanua is making $3 and 25 cents an hour (laughs) when I, it's a long time ago. Well, that's a long time ago. And so I began to, you know, I began to work up my way through the the ranks of that corporation, eventually became national vice president of of operations, but still, of course, being involved in the church, being involved in ministry, you know, doing mission trips. But I know this is the path that God wants me to take from an education standpoint uh, was business administration. And now I'm into the retail world. And, And to be honest with you, you know, Pastor Fano, even even when I was in the uh, business administration program, I, I, I was not the best student. At that point, mm. even though I had Jesus, I couldn't stand school. It was like, right. okay, how do you pass? Give me the, you know, just I'll just pass and I'll, I'll get through this. Yeah. And so that was always my focus. And it wasn't it wasn't until later on in life when you talk about when you talk about education, and let me say this, Pastor Fanu, one of the, it is one of the greatest regrets. Those of you that are listening today, one of the greatest regrets of my life is that in the earlier years, I didn't take my education mm-hmm. seriously. Now, God gave me 
uh, an opportunity uh, later on in life and redeemed that part of my life. It took me, by the way, till I was 40 years old to take my education seriously. But then when God gave me that opportunity, then then I made the absolute best of it. But But the reality is for the first 40 years, I didn't do well. So maybe there's listeners out there, man, you're in your late 30s and your 40s. Can I just say it is never too late for God to redeem you? That's awesome. So tell us then the journey uh, with uh, uh, Canada Christian College, becoming the dean. Uh, How did that all happen? How did you get to that place? So obviously we understand corporately, you're vice president of Shoppers Drug Mart, uh, but then on the Christian academic side, how did that journey happen? So Pastor, let me go back for a moment because, you know, we, we actually, once we got saved, we were uh, we came into contact with an individual who's who's passed and, and gone on to be with the Lord and and he was leading this amazing charismatic movement. So I'm talking in the 80s now. Okay. Basement of a Roman Catholic church in Scarborough. Mm. He's really now the one that led us to Christ, or at least okay. began to explain and teach us, here's what's happening, here's what the Holy Spirit. Because by the way, Pastor Fanu, my family got saved five generations all at once came to to faith in Christ. It's incredible. And so somebody had to explain this faith. What, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. You know, what, right. what's happening to us? And so uh, this individual uh, that really became our pastor, but he was like a lay leader. He had a, yeah. he had a business. He was a lay leader. So he, he led us for, you know, the first couple of years of our journey. Eventually we wound up here at All People's Church, which I'm now the pastor of, believe it or not. It's incredible. So we're, not yeah. we're not church hoppers, if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, what happened, Pastor News, I, I lost contact with that man until I heard he was he was sick. He was dying of cancer. Uh, 20 years. So 20 years go by. I lose contact with this man. And then when I heard that, I called him and he said, you know, he says, I, uh, he said, I, you know, I want to meet with you. There's some things I want to talk to you about. He was doing some marriage counseling at the time. And then Pastor Fanu, he's the one that said, you know, he said, I, I, I know somebody that I want you to meet. Uh, I want to talk to you about this this place, Canada Christian College. I think there's an opportunity for you. And so he put me in contact with the president of the college. And then shortly after that, you know, Pastor Fanu, the the man passes away. So now I have this contact. So now literally I'm, I'm, I'm 40 years old. Um, Shoppers Drug Mart had gone through some restructuring at that point. And so uh, they had packaged me out and I'm 40 years old now, you know, I'd be, I'm, I'm this vice president executive, but I don't have a job. And then God speaks to me and he says, I want you to go to Bible school. And wow. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like at 19, I wanted to go to school. Later. He wouldn't yeah. let me. I'm mm-hmm. 40 years old now. I have a family. You know, my life is moving. Now you want me to go to Bible school. And so, and so I did it. So I just had the connection. So I, I thought, well, let me go to Bible school now. So here I am as a 40 year old, you know, in some classes, honestly, with 18 and, and 20 year olds. And, right. and I'm taking courses, but now I'm serious about my education. Now I'm right. like, Right. I'm fully into it. And so I began to get my, my education. I got my bachelor's degree. I got my master's degree. And then all of a sudden the president of the college says, you know, uh, we, we want you to teach a course. I think, I think uh, it was hermeneutics at that time, Pastor. We want you to teach a course. And I thought, okay. So I taught a course. Uh, I think five people came to the course and three of them were, were students that came from the church. So it was just, a, it was, <laughs> stacking it was pretty humbling. Yeah. 
to be honest. But you know, for me, it was an opportunity and I wanted it to be a blessing. And so right. I gave it everything I had. And then the, the very, the very summer, the very summer of, of that year, they said to me, you know, would you like to teach a leadership course? Well, that was just my bread and butter. I, I just, mm. you know, I just live and breathe leadership. And so I said, sure. And then Pastor Fanu, 65 people showed up in the summer which was like just unheard of, you know, for a summer class. And so I began to teach, you know, some courses for them. And all of a sudden, you know, they had, they had a, a Institute of leadership that really was vacant. And so they said, you know, do you want to become the Dean of this? And I'd be, so I said, okay. I said, what do I, you know, what's here? And basically there was nothing. So I had to put the, the program in place, the course in place. We've written our own programs uh, that we're teaching now, you know, at the school. And and God has just been doing some, some tremendous, uh, some tremendous things. And so, you know, here's, here's the thing. You're not, you're not looking for that opportunity. You're just kind of walking in faith. And then God just comes, at least in my life, just at, at, at the right times, has come to intersect my life to say, this is the next step. This is the next on-ramp. And and that's been the journey, honestly. You know, this is why I love this podcast. I get to have these kind of conversations with people that, um, that are influential, that are doing great things for God, uh, but that from the outside, you would never think it was a simple connection. It was just one phone call. Uh, it was just, hey, just do a trial. You'd never think the first course only had five students. Like you don't, you don't hear about that, you know? And I love talking about it because I, I just, I believe that people need to know that it doesn't always start out with 65 students. It always doesn't start out as the Dean of the Leadership Institute. It doesn't start there. It starts with humility. It starts with faithfulness. It starts with diligence. It starts, as you said, with five students, you gave it everything you had. And, and sometimes giving it everything you have when nothing seems to be working out is part of the process for God to uh, refine you and prepare you for what he has in store for you. Right. And so I just want to, you know, highlight that uh, as part of our conversation, the people that are listening, that sometimes you just got to be faithful in the little things and you've got to do it with excellence. If it's five people or 65 people, when you do things with excellence, God honors that and then doors begin to open. Pastor Tony, what is the drive? I want I want to dig a little bit deeper. Talk to me about the drive that is in you to teach. Because even before Canada Christian College, we've known each other for over a decade now. There's always been this thing in you to teach and communicate and leadership. I remember when I first joined All People's Church years ago, there was this radicals group that you were teaching. And, you know, you'd come in two hours early before a Sunday morning service. And, you know, I remember after the fact, looking at some of the the courses that you taught and the exams that you gave and the tests that you gave. And I mean, they were high level stuff. It wasn't like easy peasy. Anybody could do this. It's no, you really stretched those individuals part of your church at the time uh, that was in that training program. It was two or three years. So even before a school asked you to do it, you were already doing it even in your own church. Talk to us about that. What was that drive? Where did that come from? Uh, And again, in the context of somebody that, didn't like school, didn't want to do that. Uh, how did that happen? What, what, what was the what, what was the motivation uh, behind that? You know, Pastor Nu, 
even in high school, they brought in these psychologists because they couldn't figure out based on the, you know, the small amount of work that I was doing, mm-hmm. why was I able to pass? And so okay. two things that really helped me, number one, I could listen really well in class, even though I didn't do a lot of homework. But number two, I always had this ability to communicate and present. Mm-hmm. And so even when we had to do presentations where people hated that, Interesting. I seem to thrive on that. And that's where I did really well and got a lot of my marks. But then it, it followed me even into the, it didn't even start in the church, to be honest. It started in the workplace. And, you know, I ran the, uh, so here there was an academy, believe it or not, in uh, in shoppers, there was an academy called the Koffler Academy okay. that at one time I ran there, which was their educational training development piece. So even though I've always tried to avoid this part of my, my calling in my life, somehow, wherever I've been, in the church, outside the church, in the corporate world, I seem to land there because literally it is my call. And so I've always had this desire to communicate. I've always had this desire to, to develop and to train people, even in, even in the corporate world, to watch people succeed, to watch the organization succeed. And I've traveled, honestly, I've traveled the country uh, from coast to coast doing seminars, uh, different kinds of training when I was in the corporate world. And it was always something so invigorating to me. So, you know, in the corporate world, why do you do it? Let's be honest, you do it for profitability. You train people. If people are trained and developed, they're going to be more efficient, more productive, and they're going to make more money. And so, but I always love that aspect. And, and, you know, don't forget when I was in the corporate world, I was, I was saved. Well, Pastor Fanu, listen, for those that are listening that may not be quote unquote in the ministry today, I I would do massive presentations in front of thousands of people. As one, as a matter of fact, I ran their communication uh, aspect of it. Uh, I was, I was the face of, of that company because on a, on a weekly basis, on a Monday, we would communicate to 30,000 employees across the country. And so even there, I felt God's presence. I felt God's anointing. I knew God was with me, even though I was talking about, you know, secular business related issues and marketing and cosmetics and all the, the various, you know, the various things. But then when we, you know, obviously when you come into ministry and now God places you uh, where you know, okay, this is this is what we've been working towards. Then you begin to recognize the heart of the Father, and my heart has always really been Ephesians four eleven, you know, through fifteen about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry. And this, you know, this is my passion. This is my drive: is is to teach, is to communicate, is to impact people, so that they then can be impactors of others, to disciple people so they become disciplers. In other words, I want to lead leaders, not just followers. And that's where I've spent the last 13 years of my ministry. You know, of course, we marry people and bury people and do all the the church things. But really, at the end of the day, more than even what happens on a pulpit, Pastor Finu, I know a lot of pastors are, you know, their, their bread and butter is on a Sunday. You know, that to me is an opportunity to communicate. But, but for me, I, I just, I just want to pour into people. I want to develop them. I want to train them. Uh, I want to draw out their potential. I want to speak into their destiny. Uh, I, I want them to realize calling. Uh, I'm also a life coach now. And so that's really, that's really where I want to spend my time and my energy. And that's Pastor Finu where I find myself the most invigorated. 
Talk to us a little bit about, I want to, I want to go back to this fear, because I think that's maybe one of the greatest things that I've heard that holds people back from fulfilling their mission. They're afraid and afraid of a, a whole lot of things. Sometimes, as you said, it's illogical. Sometimes there is some logic to it, you know, afraid of failure, afraid of disappointing people, uh, afraid that if I take this step and make you know, and it's a risk. Maybe I have to quit my job or, or do whatever. Maybe it's a business, et cetera, that God's asking me to do, you know, who's going to take care of me financially or my family, all the, so there's a lot of fears involved with taking a step of faith to fulfill God's mission for your life. How did you overcome fear? Did fear chase you down when you were back in school uh, at Canada Christian College, doing your bachelor's, doing your master's? Was there fear there? Did, did were there, were there shadows of the past, if you will, that try to creep in? Uh, and if so, how did you deal with it? No, for sure. Now, let, let me just say that, you know, sometimes we know what we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. I was never afraid of public speaking. I was never afraid of communicating that. Right. Of all my fears, believe it or not, that was never one of them at all. You know, that just never really troubled me. The fear that I experienced through high school I can't even explain to you. To this day, I can't put my finger on it. I can't tell you what it was. I just know that it was real and, and it was debilitating. But what, you know, what it actually was, I couldn't tell you. And how how I overcame that, how I dealt with that, that I can't even tell you either, Pastor Fanu, because honestly, I believe that was just a work of God where the love of God, the Bible tells us that love evicts fear, right? right. It's love that drives out fear. Mm -hmm. And so the love I've received from my heavenly father. And, and by the way, I had a good family pastor for me. You know, sometimes people say, all you need is love. That's not true because even though the love of my family gave me great support, it just didn't have the, the strength to, you know, eradicate that thing from my life. So my family was there, but that fear was also present all the time. But it was only when Jesus came into my life that 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 fear was was cast out. Now, does that little companion want to come back? Absolutely. Every time, every time I took a step of faith, or even even major changes. I remember when I when I got married, that was a massive thing. There was these these times of what I would call life-changing decisions where all of a sudden that, that, that thing that wants to paralyze you that says, you can't do this, you're not qualified, you're not able, you're going to fail, all of a sudden that would come back or want to come back mm-hmm. to, to find a way home uh, into your thinking and into your pattern of life. I don't think that ever leaves you, to be honest with you. So there's, wow. there's a little bit of you know, everybody experiences, quote unquote, the fear of the unknown. Right. But this was weird. This was at another level of, of I, I just, it was demonic. There's no, there's no doubt about it. So every once in a while, you know, Pastor Fanu, it, it feels like it, it should come back and, and attack you or try to control your life. But it certainly doesn't have the power that it, uh, that it one, once had. So now it's, you know, what does the Bible tells us? We submit to God. And, and, you know, we resist the enemy, we resist the work of the enemy. Uh, but back then, it wasn't a matter of resisting. Back then, it was on the inside. Now, it's just, it's on the outside, and the enemy comes to either tempt you or to try to bring you into some kind of uh, bondage or pattern of thinking. 
But so today it's more on the resisting side. So, so sometimes I want to be very clear. Sometimes there's fear, Pastor Fanu, that's on the inside that needs to be literally eradicated. Right. Sometimes it's on the outside, if that makes sense to you, where it's just a matter of discipline of the mind or resisting. So for those that are listening today, you need to know the difference because if you're trying to resist something that literally needs to be cast out, the Bible tells us, that's yeah. on the inside, whether you want to call this deliverance or inner healing, whatever term you want to put on it, uh, th- there are some things that need to be evicted from our lives. Mm-hmm. And then there are just some things that need to be disciplined and resisted. And if you don't know which one you're dealing with, uh, you're going to have a major struggle. As a matter of fact, I think the only thing the body of Christ really wants to talk about today, Pastor Fanu, is is kind of the resistance side. Yeah. It seems we have moved away from, you know, the inner healing and the deliverance. But, uh, you know, I could take you to some countries of the world that if, if that's not operating, that's the right. works of the Spirit aren't operating there, you're in some big, big trouble. That's right. And so if you're listening to this and there's an inner healing issue, then really you've got to go to God. You've got to go to Jesus. You've got to get people around you that will pray for you and believe with you uh, for freedom. Uh, for the enemy to to uh, take his hands off of your life and your mind and your heart so you're free to do what God's called you to do. Uh, Pastor Tony, we have to wrap up this podcast, but before we do, uh, give us a few keys. If someone's listening to this today and they're saying, man, I'm called to leadership, I'm called to education, I'm called to public speaking, whatever it is they're called to, um, what keys would you share with them to help them fulfill their sense of call and their sense of mission uh, for their life. So the first one I would say, Pastor Fidu, and it might not sound like a key, but actually I think it's the biggest key. Mm -hmm. And that is that we have to have a trust level that since God has called us, then God has the plan. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans. Number one, there's a plan, a plan that's bigger than you, that's bigger than me, bigger than our our wisdom and our ideas. And I go back to the story that we, that we shared today was mm-hmm. there, there were just times that, you know, doors opened up relationships, you know, opened up certain doors. You know, uh, a friend of mine says, you know, big doors, swing on small hinges. What I, what I thought was a phone call just to say, how are you? I hear you're not well. Well, that little phone call, that little hinge, Pastor Fanu, opened up the next season of my life. I had no idea. That's not why I wasn't calling for a connection. But in trusting God and in walking this thing out, listen, there are doors and there are seasons that God knows, A, when they're going to open, how they're going to open. And sometimes we work so hard, you know, we work so hard. And the reality is this, there is a plan, there is a grace, and in its right time. I mean, not that I want to preach here, Pastor, but what about David? David was in the backside of the desert, wasn't even invited to his own anointing. Right. The prophet didn't know where he was. His father refused to call him. All the brothers were there, but God knew where he was. So I would say, That's good. number one, there has to be a trust. There's a greater plan. Number two, I would say this. You need to bloom where you're planted. Hmm. You know, Pastor Fanu, before T.D. Jakes started, he wasn't T.D. Jakes. That's right. His, his, you know, woman thou art loose conference was 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 nothing. It was it was just a very humble beginning. Massive ministries and organizations have literally started in garages. Some of the greatest leaders we know start by sweeping the floor and doing mundane, insignificant things. By the way, Pastor Fanu, isn't this 
what the Bible is full of, of people that are doing insignificant things. And then a Jesus comes to Peter, who's mending his nets, you know, doing the best he can. We talked about doing it with excellence. Mm-hmm. So just start, start where you are, bloom where you're planted. You know, everybody wants the biggest platform. They want the, the, the silver bullet. It, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that in ministry. It doesn't work like that. Even in the secular world, you, you know, the world calls it paying your dues. Well, right. Whether you want to call it that or not, whatever whatever assignment you're given, the Bible tells us, do it with all your might, because we know that Proverbs says the promotion doesn't come from the East or from the West. It comes from the oh. Lord. And so as the Lord sees us trustworthy with earthly matters, then he begins to, he begins uh, to promote us. I think that area of excellence is incredibly important. I, I, I think that, you know, sometimes people want to just rely on, well, you know, the anointing, but, but listen, God doesn't anoint garbage, right? Mm-hmm. God's anointing. He puts his super on our natural, natural and it takes us forward. That being said, Fanu, let me, let me, let me close with the third point is I do believe in number one in trusting God, number two in, in blooming where we're planted. But number three, I, I believe we, we need to be constantly in development. Mm. We, we need to be developing ourselves. We need to be increasing our, our education and our knowledge. Uh, does God give us supernatural knowledge? Absolutely. But does he expect that we will get educated, that we will be knowledgeable? I mean, even when we preach the word of God and we study, like, Listen, I've been in this a while. Jesus doesn't study for me. Now, he'll study with me and he'll reveal things to me. But the reality is he's not going to study for me. And so there is a diligence aspect to us. To, to what we do. Mm-hmm. And I also believe, Pastor Jim, I believe that we don't have all the knowledge. I, I, I believe that people should get coaches and take mm-hmm. courses and be in, in relationships and networks with people that are, are going to develop them. It, you know, they say, if you're going to lead, you need to read. You know, we, we all know that. Well, what is that all about? It is about the increasing of knowledge. Now, we know that someone's going to listen and go, well, the Bible says that knowledge puffs up. I understand. Love edifies. So I'm not saying knowledge for the sake of we become arrogant. But what I am saying is there needs to be uh, a development, of a, a self-development that says, if I have clarity, here's where I'm going. And if I don't have clarity, at least I'm developing myself so that when the time is, is right. Don't we walk in prepared? Ephesians tells us we walk in prepared opportunities, don't we? That's right. It's, we are God's masterpiece, His handiwork, that we're walking in, in the good works that have been prepared for us. So in reality, even when I'm doing at the school and in my life today, I'm only walking, and Pastor, no, you're only walking in the opportunities that the Lord already prepared for you. So right. somewhere there had to come clarity and and what? And, and a revelation. But hopefully people are developed and trained and ready so that when the opportunity opens, I don't have to play catch up. I've, right. already, I've already done it in my life. And one last other thing, if I could say, Pastor Fenu, is, you know, you hear me in our conversations talk a lot about emotional intelligence, mm. how we deal with people. You know, emotional intelligence and inter-understanding myself and an intra-understanding others around me. If there's a critical aspect of leadership that is missing in the church, and you'll notice that the world is calling for it every time you, you, you listen to the news, is leadership that understands 
emotional intelligence of how to deal with my own emotions, but then how to deal and lead with others. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can spend, you know, seven hours in a prayer room with God and then come out and devastate people. That's right. That's not spirituality. That's not healthy spirituality. And the reality is, is this, Pastor Fanu, many of God's people are emotionally unhealthy. And then we try to lead others. So we need to be emotionally and spiritually and physically healthy. But, you know, we, we've spent a lot of time on the, on the spiritual and the physical, but we forget the emotional side. So good. So good. So rich. Um, just uh, incredible words of wisdom. Uh, and uh, uh, thank you, uh, Pastor. I appreciate uh, just your wisdom and the, and the words of encouragement that you've released today. It's happening again. Uh, what I told you, I've told you this many times, every time you talk about this stuff, you make me feel like I can jump off a cliff and fly, right? <laughs> and maybe you're listening to this and you feel the same thing. Uh, word of caution, uh, prepare, develop before you do that because you don't want to crash. But at the same time, <laughs> it's great to hear uh, people from people that can motivate you, inspire you and just uh, help you uh, believe that all things are possible and they absolutely are. So Pastor Tony, if someone needs to get in touch with you, they want coaching, they want education, they want to connect, uh, how can they reach you? What's the best way for people to get, uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, my email is T as in Tony, T Soldano, S-O-L-D-A-N-O at allpeopleschurch.ca. Okay. And that is probably the best way to, uh, to get a hold of me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. So they can also get me on, on any of those uh, handles as, as well and those social platforms. But uh, otherwise, uh, email is one of the, the best ways. Or they can call the church even at 905-792-2176. And uh, I just also wanted to say, Pastor Finu, thank you for having me on your program. And I just uh, hope and pray that the people listening will, will be blessed. Absolutely. Thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, sir. Friends, I hope you were encouraged with that conversation that I had with Dr. Tony Soldano. Listen, I'm so grateful that you tuned in today and I know your time is valuable and I want to thank you for trusting me with these moments and I hope that our time together was an encouragement and inspires you to continue to pursue God's mission for your life. And by the way, if this episode has blessed you, uh, would you take a moment to leave a review on iTunes or Google Play? And also, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, email me at missionconnect at passion to reach com. Friends, also remember to check out prism.study. That's P-R-I-S-M dot study for more information about the Passion to Reach International School of Ministry. If you're in the greater Toronto area or even in southern Ontario, you need to check it out because I would love for you to be a part of one of the classes coming up at our School of Ministry. That's all for today. Make sure you join us next time for another episode of the Mission Connect podcast. You've been listening to the Mission Connect podcast. Join us next time for more insights on how you can live out God's mission for your life.